0: another amazing episode of RetroVaniacs. As always, I'm Jeremy Parmentier, here with Jeremy Gregory. Hey guys. And Billy Holiday. Hello there. And this is episode 99. It's our first patron-requested episode. Uh, again, if you're on our third tier of patrons, uh, you get to make us cover a game, whether we like it or not. This time, we're going to look at Fortified Zone for the Game Boy. But before we get to that, Billy, what have you been playing since our last podcast?
1: Well, you know, I'm still out of town, still just uh, doing a little bit of that old hotel living so I uh, I'm still heavy on the Switch and uh I I finished up Ultimate Alliance uh finished up as in a, a, a playthrough. Uh there are probably numerous reasons to go back and, and play through again, so I'm I'm starting that up uh probably as soon as we hop off here. Uh it's been a lot of Ultra, Ultimate Alliance uh super mario maker 2 i've gotten to the point now to where i'm kind of kind of combing the internet uh there's a lot of forums where people are kind of posting you know like uh some legitimately good levels on there and I, i've I've I found some great stuff the last couple of days uh that's kind of renewed my interest thankfully because it was it was flatlining for a minute there but we brought it back and of course stardew valley uh, I'm, I'm i'm finally starting to slow down on it a little bit uh but but i'm still having to check in every day every day I'm, I'm playing at least a day or two on there which you know is about 15 20 minutes and i have also it makes it sound like i'm doing absolutely no work during these weekdays but no i'm cramming all this into a couple hours every night i've also gotten back into mario kart 8 uh, you know, keeping my skills up to snuff, uh, maintaining my my spot as a top level Mario Kart player.
0: Well, you got to be ready. A game could break out at any time. Uh, and you you got to defend be. that that trophy. Uh, I've also been playing a lot of the Switch. Uh, last time we mentioned that I had gotten. Fire Emblem Three Houses for the Switch. It's the first Fire Emblem mm-hmm. game I've ever played. Uh, I've now logged a lot more time into it. Uh, I'm pretty far along. I mean, I know that I'm not even halfway through yet, but I've put in enough time to feel like I can confidently say that I do like it. I am playing the, the classic mode, so if you lose uh, a party member, uh, you can... You lose them forever, essentially, unless you go back and reload. Uh, this game does have the ability to kind of turn back time a few turns. You have a limit of how much you can do it and how far you can go back. I might have forgotten that mechanic was there and lost <laughs> about three or four of my core ten members, but I'm building it back up, and the ones I have left are super strong as they've been fighting off much, much larger armies. But yeah, this is a, it's a neat game. I don't know if I necessarily like the parts that aren't the combat. I mean, a lot of this game is walking around... Uh, uh, like a monastery, and and talking to students and other members of the faculty, because you're a teacher, somehow. And, and it's, that part's a little boring. Uh, it's a lot of, you know, trying to, to just wander around, make sure you talk to everybody every time you're there. And sometimes they have story yeah. things for you, sometimes they give you an item. It helps your social links, that I, I guess is important later. Um, I mean, the only thing I've seen it for now that seems important is to train them into new skills and new classes. You have to make sure they stay motivated. Uh, I, I'm I don't hate it or anything, but I I could live without it. And I don't know when I play this again because I picked blue lions. You have to pick one of the three houses. Uh, if I'm going to be able to force myself through some of these these daytime activities. But but the actual strategy I'm enjoying, I think it's it's different than Final Fantasy Tactics. It's a little simpler in some ways. Uh mm-hmm. pretty brutal if you're not paying attention, if you if you are not uh, using the right kind of units against uh, against the opposing type of units that makes sense or if you're just blatantly not paying attention uh, to what your hit percentage would be. So you run up to an enemy, you think you'll destroy in one or two hits, and then all of a sudden you whiff, and then they just destroy you. Because everyone gets a chance to retaliate after, they, uh, after you've attacked them, and then most of the time, that means on their turn, which is right after yours, they're going to attack you again. So if, if you miss that first attack, you're going to get hit with two pretty quick. Uh, but I'm enjoying that. I, I think um, I definitely want to try it with the other schools, the other, the other houses to see what it's like. But you know, generally, I, I think it's really, really good, and I'm, I'm kind of sad I didn't play the previous games.
2: And and like I I agree that like kind of in in that area the castle or, or the school or whatever uh, just wandering around can get kind of boring but it does do a really good job of just constantly making you feel like you're you're accomplishing something like as far as like skills going up or leveling up uh you know your relationships and things like that uh, it's just I don't know it, it gets into my brain as far as like these these little bars just constantly going up and you know level up skill up things like that. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, I, I think uh, I've mainly just been sticking to on my optional days of just doing battles uh, instead of doing like the more relationship stuff. That that's been my my thing.
0: I'm sure that's going to come back to bite you in the butt at some point, or or uh, you're doing it the right way, and I'm going to get to the end of the game and be like, I didn't have to do any. Of this garbage. Why am I fishing for hours? Uh, the fishing in this game is not that great, but I have still done some fishing. I joined a fishing tournament. I don't know what is wrong with me. Why do I continue to do things like that? Uh, but, <laughs> is but yeah, it better
2: than World of Warcraft.
0: Uh, you know, I spent a lot of time fishing in World of Warcraft. I'm an, an offense amount of time. I won the cha- the tournaments uh, on on both continents when I was playing. So it's years and years ago. But yes, I did. It, it is a little better than the the fishing in World of Warcraft. Uh, but but that said. I haven't fished nearly that much because you only have one spot to fish, and it, as far as I can tell, all you do is actually catch fish, uh, as opposed to finding weapons or winning a tournament or anything else. So, hey, you know, it, it's been fun though. I, I do. Uh, I'll still do that. If it was just fishing and combat, I'd be way into that.
2: And, and for me, you know, this is basically the game that I've been playing as well. So, um, I think the, the battle stuff I'm finally starting to get down because at the beginning I was just terrible at it. I, I just was not good at figuring out how to, like, I, I don't know, just get through a battle and not just be decimated. Uh, and I, I was trying not to abuse the uh, turn back time thing. But at this point, I'm just like, I need to do this. I, something just wasn't clicking with me at the beginning uh, as how to get through these battles and, and not lose basically all of my, all of my students. Um, but now I, I, I feel like I've, I've sort of got a handle on it. And I'm usually pretty good at these types of games, so I'm not quite – I can't quite put my finger on why this game is just kicking my ass the, the way it is. Which house did you go with? Uh, the black, black – uh, the one, the girl. Okay, yeah, the, the red,
0: the red or, house, whatever they're – Yes, in. red house, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think it is black something, but yes, yeah, so the, the, the red house. That's the one that I think that's the most popular, at least according to the Nintendo Twitter account. Uh, the one I with the hot girl on it. it. Yeah, of course, the one with the hot girl in it. Uh, although I – I don't know. I, I like the guy with the long spear. So you know, I picked the, I picked the blue house. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, my, my interest in this game has finally been peaked. It's 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 really good, and uh, but next time I'm sure I'll tell you about how I got stuck at a wall and uh, and gave up pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, but let's go ahead and get started with this patron requested game, Fortified Zone for the Nintendo Game Boy. This is Fortified Zone picked by one of our patrons, Kyle Von Kubik. Uh, Kyle also is... Hello. The... Uh, hi, Kyle. Welcome to the show.
3: Thank you for having me, and thank you for uh, allowing me to pick this game for you.
0: Now, now, is this a game you had when it was new?
3: Yeah, totally, or, or at least relatively new. This game came out in 1991, and I was always a little behind with the consoles, uh, but this was one of the four first Game Boy games I had. So I had a lot of time with this, and a lot of nostalgia for going back and playing it.
0: Well, it's one that none of us had played before. Uh, we're very excited to get a game that none of us have tried. You know, to, to it's nice to play something that none of us have tried before. It
3: yeah, it's... that's good. I, that's what I was hoping for. You know, there, uh, the Game Boy went from what 1989 to about 98 when the color came out. So there's so many games. That are in the library for the Game Boy So I, I wanted to pick something that I don't think many people were even aware existed
0: yeah, We definitely had not heard of it And uh, and we've all been playing it And so we'll uh, we'll do the full review And then afterwards I'd like to just kind of Touch base with you again to see uh, see What your thoughts on our thoughts were uh, okay. A rebuttal of sorts maybe uh, Depending on what everybody thinks So again, thank you for the uh, for First off, thank you for being a patron But also thank you for picking this game uh, we, we all like playing something new And this was a good chance to do it
1: i gotta tell you i did not know this game existed uh i I had a game boy i mean pretty early on in its launch uh but i am being dead serious when i say i used that thing to play tetris and link's awakening and i mean i had a, a handful of games and there are some other games i enjoy on there but i it was very rare that i abandoned you know playing tetris on there um that kind of was the 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 game I took. I had a little carrying case that had four slots in it. I had Tetris. I had Links Awakening, and I you know I'd swap out the other two. So my uh, uh, it's Game Boy is probably one of those systems where uh, we're going to have the most titles that I have not encountered nor have I ever heard of. So, but I'm always interested. Uh, we we haven't covered a lot of Game Boy games on here. So anytime we can get down to a handheld, uh, my interest is at least up for it.
2: And I'm the exact same way. Like I had a Game Boy and a few games, but I uh, I say a good eighty to ninety percent of the Game Boy library is just a mystery to me. Like people will name off games that are apparently a thing on the Game Boy. I'm just I have never heard of that, and mm-hmm. I just I don't know how it all kind of got away from me. Because I remember looking at Game Boy games fairly, like a lot, like anything in magazines I could find or just in stores, I'd sit there and just look at stuff. So I I just I don't know. It just all got away from me. And I I, and when I heard of this one, which is basically just the most generic name you could think of, (laughs) it was just another one of those games that I was like, well, I've never heard of it. Don't know what Uh it is. So let's see.
0: Well, I think the key to not playing as many Game Boy games is, at least around me, you couldn't rent games for Game Boy. Like, you wouldn't go to Blockbuster and get Game Boy games, and maybe that happened someplace, but not by me. And so, you know, it was only the Game Boy games that I could afford, and if I, you know, were were gifted as as a kid. But, I mean, if I'm going to pick a game, I'm not going to pick one that I've never heard of. I'm going to go get, you know, Metroid 2, or I'm going to get the Kid Icarus sequel, or, you know, all these things Mm -hmm. that I picked as a kid. I only had maybe 10 games, Batman, I mean, you know, a handful of them, but I wouldn't have just gone out to the store and been like, ooh, Here's a game that has a name that is as basic as you can get. Fortified Zone by Jalico, uh, a company that's put out essentially nothing that I really enjoyed. Where I, where I said, man, I have to get this game. It's a Jalico <laughs> game. So yeah, they put this out in 1991. It's two years into the Game Boy. Like This, this felt like an early Game Boy game. Not, not launch title, but pretty early, but this is two years into the system. Uh, so I, I guess it's a little more basic uh, than I would have picked up at the time. Also, just based on looking at the box and looking at the back of the box, this looks like it's a pretty standard top-down shooter. Uh, and I had plenty of those, and I didn't need any more of them, so I would have not picked this one up originally. Uh, so I also have no experience with it until we got this request. Um, this game is a like a three-quarters down, single screen at a time kind of maze action game a lot like metal gear on the nintendo or even legend of zelda on nintendo each screen is self-contained when you go to the next screen you know if there's a door on the right you come in on the left side of the next screen uh, in this case much more like metal gear there are lots of locked doors you got to find keys for uh, when you go into a room there will be th- you know a handful of enemies and a lot of them and sometimes every time you go into that room those same enemies are there they they respawn other times they don't Uh, I couldn't figure out how to tell ahead of time whether or not that would occur, so I just always assumed everything would come back. And then if it didn't, great. I did notice that even rooms that do clear out once you've killed all the enemies, if you kill one enemy, leave, and come back, it's full again. So you have to clear the entire room out, and then a lot of the time those rooms will, in fact, be empty. But not all of them, and there were some things that always respond no matter what you did. Uh, You are a group of two people. Uh, So you you can pick if you want to be the man uh, who can fire basically five bullets at a time instead of instead of two, which is what the woman can have. Uh, but the woman can jump, and the man cannot jump. So your, your buttons on the Game Boy you have two buttons that actually do anything, so you have a shoot button, and for the man, it's a special weapon button. If you find special weapon pickups in the level, that's the button that fires those. The woman cannot use those special weapons, but instead she can jump. That is less useful than you think, but there are a few times that that jump is key. So one of the things you have to get used to is that you're going to be switching back and forth between these two people, and that means when you do find upgrades, which we'll get into, you got to make sure you keep swapping back and forth, or else you're going to leave yourself in a real hole if all of a sudden something happens where you cannot use one of your characters and the other one is essentially a- as weak as they are at the start of the game.
2: I don't, seen a, I don't think I've seen a, a more lopsided duo in terms of talent in a yeah. video game in a long time. <laughs> I mean, uh, the only time I took this girl out is when I needed to jump or if i was going to go through a section that i knew i was going to probably take a hit because i didn't want my guy to take a hit Um, because i mean she can't really do anything i mean she she can move a little bit faster than the guy i'm pretty sure right it seems like it it's not in the
0: manual that she does but Mm -hmm. and her sprites a little smaller but i think she is faster
2: okay well yes That's I I would kind of take her out to run around with. But generally, I always had the guy out because the only gun she can fire is just a little pea shooter, basically. So it's she can jump and she has a terrible weapon. I mean, the guy has basically everything. He's got all these weapons and, you know, he's he's basically just a tank rolling through those levels. And it's like, no wonder he can't jump because he's carrying all the weight of this duo around. Like the other girl, the, the girl just can't do anything.
1: Yeah, I have to say, I I, I thought this was going to be kind of a, a neat mechanic uh, to begin with, but yeah, uh, except the times I had to jump, I I just did not utilize this, and, and I came to just be uh, just kind of more and more confused as to why why it's there. Um, because there are some some weapon upgrades she she can pick up uh, the ones you know for the default gun. I know there's one that kind of increases the range a little bit, but but the, you know the the, the male character on here is the one that, you know, gets the, the, the heavy firepower that you're going to need or at least is going to is really going to help you along through the game. Um, so, yeah, I just found myself switching this character just when it was time to jump. And eventually I just wish they would have tapped <laughs> tacked on a jump button for just one. Make it one character, you know, choose your character at the beginning of the game, make them both the same. Let the fella be able to jump. I know we're dealing with uh, just a, a, a few buttons on there. I mean, you select the switch guns or something like that, and give give me a jump on this guy because it, it started to get a little tedious uh, going to switch characters just to make a jump, switch back, you know, over and over again. Um, it could have been neat if they, uh, but they just severely, severely under underpowered. The, the, the female character on here to the point to where uh, there was a little use for her other than just making some jumps. I mean, just give her something. Literally, just one. Give her something. Give her. Give. Give each of them the, their own like particular gun upgrades they can use. I mean, she is just she very limited.
0: Well, the other the, the other part of this mechanic for having the two people is if one of your team members die, you start with three hit points, you can get up to eight Uh hit points if you find the pickups that increase your health. You do need to remember to switch back and forth as you get them, or else you'll have one person with eight hit points and one person with with their default three. Um, But if one of your people do Uh die, you then can switch to the other character, see if they can find a health pickup uh, that will kind of refill your health. Then you go back to your character select screen, switch back to the other character, and boom, they're back to life with full health. So you do need the other character... For that which i kind of liked i mean it it was bad because again that female character is pretty underpowered i mean the jumping ability is nice and there are a few spots especially in in some of the later maps where there are screens that without her i knew i was going to take hits but with her i could get through Mm -hmm. pretty flawlessly but but yeah you need to make sure you know you've constantly got at least you know that that character needs to have a few extra hit points and you need to make sure that she's ready to go in case you need her and your your guide bites it um the two-player mode on this game required a link cable, and I'm sure none of us played it this way. Oh, yeah. In fact, I played this on the 3DS because it's downloadable on the virtual console, and they actually disabled the two-player uh, completely instead of oh. trying to figure out how else to make it work. But if you played two-player uh, with a link cable, one of you would be the man, one of you would be the woman, and you'd actually be able to to trade items to each other. So if you did go out and find, like, four health pickups, you could come back and give two health pickups to your other partner. I mean, I think that's all kind of cool. But again, then it's like, who wants to be the other character? Like, yeah, everyone fight over who wants to be, I want all the cool weapons and to do all the damage. Well, I like to jump, so I'll be that character. Like, you couldn't even get, yeah. you can get through everything. And I did use her, uh, especially when I was learning the levels and, and, you know, I would die pretty quickly at first. Uh, so she's oh. not completely useless, but She's definitely giving you a handicap in any combat situation.
2: So how does that? How does the two player work? Like, are you actually playing at the same time? Like, you can't be on the same screen at the same time all the time because there's like no room. No, like, you, because
0: you're in a link cable. You're you're both in the map.
2: You're, you're, you're just, okay. So you're actually you can actually just split up and go do whatever.
0: I mean, again, that's that's my understanding. I did not get to try
2: it, but okay. that's what well, the book that's explains. Kind of neat. I mean, that's that's a pretty cool little little thing that you really couldn't do on on the NES. Um, yeah, but if you're yeah. if you're the one that can't jump, you're kind of you're yeah you do. you're missing out. On it. <laughs> I mean, what do you do then? Like, yeah, that would be weird. Like, so this guy can't go across this jump, and you got to I, I don't know. I, I would really kind of like to play that in, in two player on Link Cable.
0: I don't think there were any spots where you had to jump to continue. Or you
2: had to, it was just to reach. I guess optional it was to get
0: optional items uh, or items to to out. make it a, mm-hmm. around traps easier. But you could still get anywhere uh, with the man because again, I did use him. I mm. in fact. Uh, Right before this podcast, I played it from start to finish. This game is not a long game. Once you know the maps... And you know kind of how to keep yourself powered up. You can finish this in under half an hour. It is, it is not a long uh-huh. game. So, I mean, I, I played with the man. That came out wrong. I used the man for most of the game. I think I only switched the one for three screens. And, uh, and I could have done it with him. But it was like, this makes it so much easier to just be able to jump over these items. As opposed to really, like, there's some moving floors and sections. Uh, and he is, he is slow. He never speeds up. There is no item that gives uh-huh. you a, a better character speed. So, he, he's going to fall into some spike traps, whether or not you want him to it's only four levels long you have to go through the field level the jungle level the caves and then the final fortress which is the whole point of the game is to get to the fortress which is the fortified zone in the title Uh, the first level in the field is very very basic it is uh, you know there's a bunch of of people as the enemies in this I think there's a few robots there's a jeeps with guns on top that you fight as kind of mini bosses in the level Uh, this is this game kind of introduces you to each of the concepts pretty well I thought as far as having it build out on the stages so it's not just like oh all of a sudden here's a bunch of things I have to learn so the first level really taught you about there were a few spike traps which are you know spikes that come out of the floor and then lower down in every video game they're in this too. Uh, it did teach you that you need to make sure you fight these mini bosses to find keys and you need the keys to progress forward into the into the level till you finally get to the boss level uh, boss levels are the only part of the game that's not really contained to one screen uh, you can kind of scroll around that boss a little bit but it's almost like the boss is in the center of four screens, and you can kind of walk around those screens. And generally, the bosses in this game uh, are not hard. I think they're all pretty straightforward. Um, you know, tank bosses, there's a dragon for some reason. Uh, and, and then all of them, as long as you're walking around and dodging bullets, it's pretty clear what you're supposed to hit. You're supposed to hit anything that fires at you, and then if anything else that flashes. Like, it's a pretty straightforward Uh, set of boss combat that said the bosses all do a fair amount of damage so if you do show up hurt without any extra health containers to refill your health you you may still die on them but they are not very difficult
2: yeah that that first stage um actually the first two stages uh I, i was pretty into it i i enjoyed it it was super simple uh, the only thing I, I wasn't really into was was the music that plays on those first two levels. Uh, mm. Possibly the most sleep-inducing music in an action game I have heard in quite a while. Thankfully, uh, stages three and four had, had some pretty good music. It pick, yes.
1: Yeah, it, it picks up.
2: Yeah, but yeah, those first two is like a 10-second loop of just the same thing over and over. And especially when you're like backtracking through some of these stages, you don't exactly move very mm. fast in this game to begin with. Uh, it is not Holy super God. fast action video game. Um, you know, this is not Commando or Akari Warriors or anything like that. Uh, you're kind of just steadily moving along and uh, your character is is fairly large. So it kind of seems like you're moving slower than you actually are. But um, yeah, just that music and, and these stages. I was like, oh, my goodness, how could they just this? This is music. It's really bad for this. But still, I, I did enjoy like uh, going around those stages and, and kind of hunting the keys down and opening the doors. I, I don't know. I, I knew it was going to be a very basic Game Boy game anyway, uh, so I was actually having fun with that.
0: Well, and the second level is is not a lot harder. It's a little little larger, a little more involved. They that's the level that also introduces you to some of the. Um, panels you need to shoot. There'll be panels that are obviously things you need to shoot that are on the wall. Sometimes those will open doors. Sometimes they cause a room that is blacked out to turn the lights on. So it's a a lot more puzzles we're going through these rooms where you can't see the walls. You know that you can run against them. You can shoot. I was just shooting constantly because your bullets stop at the walls to kind of figure out where to go to get to these panels to turn the lights back on. That's the only thing that's really added in level two other than that it is a little bit harder of a level. Uh, the bosses on that level is just a big tank and not very difficult, but you have to go through several mini-bosses and you know a, a series of levels that have a, a few more traps to them. Uh, the first time I played this game for this podcast, I got to this level before I died and thought, okay, well that first level was cake and this one I died once, but I, I think I've got this figured out and I didn't have any more problems with the first two levels. The game ramps up the difficulty on level three significantly, I think. Uh, it introduces you to uh, moving floors are all over the third level uh, Which is, you know, literally a, You can see the way it's, it's pulling you And you have to go around spikes Or sometimes fight people on it uh, They're firing at you And then the other thing they added in the third level Is those reverse machines I, I don't hate the reverse machines But it's one of those things where it's like They just had to come up with something They couldn't know exactly what to do So all of a sudden you walk into a room There's a little like spinny box in the corner And up goes down, down goes up Right goes left, and left goes right And you get to walk through a tiny
2: platform Over a whole bunch of spikes uh, along with uh, don't forget the the dark completely dark screens.
0: Yeah, yeah, there there's a lot more of those in level 3. They had a, I think they have one in level 2, but in 3 yeah, there's a le- lot of
2: them. Level 3 and level 4 is where they just decide to kind of go off the hinges with those and and you have to like it's not yes. just you need to get across the room to get to it. Uh it, some of them are pretty hard to actually figure out how to get to because the screen's black. You can see the 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 thing you need to turn on and off, but you actually you may have to like go off screen somewhere or take a particular path that you can't see to go around to another screen where you can get back into the room to shoot the thing that turns on the light. Uh, that's the oh. stuff that really got me when it started doing that same thing in star tropics. When it was doing that, I could not stand that and they brought it right back here for uh, <laughs> for this game uh, to, to give me nightmares all over again. But yeah, that that was when it started to get a little bit where I was like, you know, I, don't, I wish they could have just kind of kept going with a few more stages like uh, the first two before we just hit stage three and, and you know, hit, hit the ramp up button in the difficulty as, as much as you can.
0: Well, in stage three, the cave level introduces a second floor. The first two levels have been one floor. Every room is a square. When you hit select to change your character, it also shows you a map of where you've already been, how the rooms connect that you've already entered. Uh, it becomes really easy to figure out where to go next, where starting in level three, you have two floors, and there's a lot of going up to the second floor, going over a room, going down to the first floor again. And and it makes it so it's not a clear-cut line of, here's doors I left open, or here's the next place I have to go. You have to keep going up and down, and there is nothing on the map that shows those up and down staircases. It just shows doors in between each room. Yeah. So three three got definitely confusing. I died several times on three, uh, mainly just because I would get lost and take more damage from spikes or, or you know, it, it's a lot of things do more than one point of damage to you. Uh, there's There's These robots that shoot these homing missiles that you can shoot, but they explode when you shoot them. So if you're too close, that does a a big chunk of damage. Uh, Thankfully, there are lots of pickups in these levels. Most of the time, you'll find them in boxes, although some of the weapons uh, pickups you will find as you kill enemies... The most important ones are the health one-ups. It's not a one-up like an extra life, but it gives you that extra point of total hit points. So you start with three. You can have up to five more to a total of eight. And then every time you refill your health, it's whatever your max is. So it's not like a health box only refills one or two when you find a health box. If you're at one hit point and you have a maximum of eight, it fills up all eight. And then if your health is full Mm -hmm. when you find a health pickup box, uh, the first aid kit... It stays in your inventory. When you hit your your character select screen, it shows you how many you have. And every time you are, your active character loses all their hit points, it automatically refills and takes away one of your first aid kits, which is wonderful. Because games where you have to remember to pause it, go in, use the first aid kit, it, it makes it very tough, especially in a game where you're not quite sure how much damage anything's going to do when it does hit you. And sometimes... Yeah. Uh, you would get hit with shots that I swore didn't hit me It wasn't too bad uh, But also your character is so big how do you, you miss it
1: Your character has the biggest fucking hitbox I mean <laughs> I, I, There's not a lot of screen now Your character He takes up a little bit of inventory I still I swear That uh, you'll get hit with more Hits than you think and I, and I gotta take this point in time To tell you about my my, my Least favorite piece of this game And I think it was I'm going to say stage four. Uh, You walk up, and the screen up are are three turrets lined up. Uh, You know, you take just a little step up, and that turret hits you, even though you can tell from where your feet are planted on the ground that that you're not within range, but you'll still take that hit. Uh, If you step down just a little bit, you go back to the previous screen. And, and I found myself stuck for like a good thirty seconds, just in this limbo of trying to just inch just enough to get past this or get within shooting range of this thing. And, and there's a lot of little moments like that on here, and a lot of a lot of screens where when you leave them and when you return, the enemies respawn, but they respawn in such a way that you're going to have to take a hit. Uh, I found a few spots where I, I don't know of any way that you could have got, got back onto that screen without taking a hit. I, 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 just the hitbox for your character, I, I just feel just extends a little bit beyond the space your character takes up.
2: I, I, and speaking of star tropics, I mean, it's, this is one of those games where it <laughs> seems like your character is just too big. Like everything on the yeah. screen is just a little bit too big. And that makes that situation even worse because really, the only way you can dodge anything is to run away from the bullets. And, you know, unless you, you can sort of move around it. But if something shoots dead at you, you're probably not going to have enough time to move up or down because your are yeah. taking up a significant portion of the screen. So it's just run backwards and hope that the bullet disappears. Um, but, yeah, that's, I, I had that happen a lot, too. I even had that happen with the girl uh, when I'm jumping. Uh, Mm -hmm. the spikes that i would jump over it looked like i cleared them but i swear to god i took a hit on like Mm -hmm. every every one or 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 two that i successfully jumped over um it it just it's odd just how that game like how the characters feel um so i and i never quite got a feel on where the bullets were actually hitting me when i did take damage Mm
0: -hmm. well and you're so slow that's the other part of it, it unless you're on the other side of the room for whatever you're this firing at you, there's a good chance. You just can't, there's not the time to move out of the way, yeah. uh, especially And this, this is something I found irritating, uh, your bullets and the enemy bullets, a lot of the times would be stopped by walls, but sometimes rooms, they would be able to fire through the wall, you and the enemy. And you wouldn't know that. So oh my you'd God. Walk yes. up and try to like, mm. I'm going to go around the wall here so I can shoot them. All of a sudden they turn and they blast you with some kind of rocket or something. And immediately you lose half your life. If, if you're lucky, you have extra life, extra uh, health boxes. Um, yeah. One of the other things I forgot to mention that, that happens actually in the first level, but they have them in every level, are, I don't know what they're called because it's it's not something that's in the instruction manual, but in Kid Icarus, there was a section of the game where you'd go into these god rooms and he would give you a challenge where he'd just start throwing things at you. Uh, they have some of those in this, more or less. You walk into a room, all of a sudden it locks, and like... Three missiles will start coming down uh, from the top of the screen to the bottom at different intervals. As you kill them, new ones spawn in, so you have to kind of keep making sure you're dancing around the room while you dodge these missiles or these orbs in another section. Uh, Those rooms are generally skippable, uh, but when you do finish them, that's where you get a lot of health pickups. That's sometimes where you get a key. So you do need to do all—well, you should do all of them, and they're not hard, but I'd say those were maybe— I mean, especially if you're not paying attention—the hardest rooms in the game, because you could just— it's like if you were in the corner, in one of the corners of the room, you just don't have a way to move fast enough when things spawn into the screen after you've you know killed one for a new one to show up to some other random spot. So I I took a lot of damage in those rooms. So if I was if I walked into one, didn't realize what it was, and I didn't have any health pickups, there was a good shot that I was gonna have to get my other character out <laughs> and go find
2: a health box. I had the magic ability to find those rooms every time I only had like one hit left. Like I I would just stumble into those, and of course mm-hmm. the door locks behind you. You can't leave. You got to kill, you know, whatever's shooting at you until either you finish them off or you die. And I would generally die every time. Uh, but yeah, they were they were always mostly by accident uh, when I'd find them.
0: Uh, the, the weapons we didn't get into. There's only four other weapons that you find in the game, and again, only the man can use them. Uh, you get a machine gun uh, that fires just three bullets straight forward at a time. Uh, all these weapons have a bar; they have eight uses on each of them uh you can find an item that kind of looks like a big missile that will refill your your weapons but otherwise you have eight uses for each of these magic these special weapons and you know as you use them you see the bar go down when you're out you're out and you can only have one at a time so if you have one of these items you pick up another one you lose all the charges you had left on that other gun and you get your new one so there's the machine gun fires three bullets in a straight line there's a three-way shot that fires three bullets at once but you know Kind of diagonal down, diagonal up, and straight across. Uh, Grenades, which I found if I did get grenades, my goal in life was to keep those grenades and never pick up another item. Uh, The grenades (laughs) are like they are in any other game. They throw straight forward. They have a slight arc to them. But when they land, they explode doing a bunch of points of damage all at once. And especially on bosses, I found the grenades were the best to have. And the flamethrower, which this may be one of the worst flamethrowers. In any game, it just basically makes a bar shoot out in front of your character, like a big bar that goes across the screen. It drains that that limited use pretty quickly, and it doesn't seem to do a whole lot of damage. Also, and this could just be the 3DS uh, version of the game, but I had that as the only time I'd have the game glitch out on me. I'd be at a boss, I'd use the fire, the flamethrower, and all of a sudden it would like lock up, and it wasn't all the time but once it happens twice I'm done I don't want to, I don't want to use it anymore I don't want to have to be forced to go back and restart the game because of a of a glitch
2: mm-hmm. i was wondering like I, I didn't know if it was uh you know i was playing this on an emulator it it never glitched out on me but like the sound would get real yes. crazy like the you, sound you, would <laughs> yes. like and the, you it, know and
1: i actually i actually went through um and and watched the video some videos afterwards and every video of every uh Every playthrough, yeah, there is some kind of uh, some kind of oddness with the sound uh, whenever you fire this flamethrower
2: up, and, and God knows that can't be the sound they picked out for it. I think the flamethrower is just too much for the game; it, it just can't handle. It's too it. intense. It's, it's too powerful for the for the game to actually mm-hmm. handle.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, same with the grenades. If you have a grenade and you're fighting an enemy that also shoots missiles, and both things explode at once, the the game would kind of stall and chug for a second and the sound would get all weird and then it would be fine but that's the only time I saw this game slow down at all is during that and then again the flamethrower and I I don't know if it's just that it's hitting so many things or the the graphic overlay on other other units but yeah I, I decided after those two times where it locked up that the flamethrower was something I was never going to use and if I did pick it up I would just never use that button until I found a better weapon. is short. Like I mentioned before, you can finish it in half an hour once you know what you're doing. Even playing through this the first time, I mean, I got through every, t- every time I got to a new level, I would die once or twice and finish it off uh, until I got to the last level. Uh, this game allows you to have unlimited continues if you're playing it actively. And when you die, it does give you a password that just gets you to the start of the level you're on. But it's the uh-huh. start of the level you're on with three hit points for both of your characters and no power ups, no special weapons or anything. So you got to start fresh in in levels one through three. That's not a kiss of death, but if you had to restart the fortress over and over again without mm. uh, a better power up, you were significantly hurting your chances because the first room you walk into in the fortress level i mean after, after the intro, you know the screen you start in, you go up one screen all of a sudden there's these these two robot things that every shot they do does two more two points of damage or more so if you get hit one time yeah. you're already down to one hit point and then you got you've got to kind of wander through some of these areas with the black rooms the blackout rooms, and spikes everywhere and I, I got to that level and I died and I probably spent an hour trying to see how far I could get with, you know, just starting from that point again. And I decided it was better to just start over. <laughs> get to that level with this you <laughs> know, a full eight eight hit points and some health packs, and then I blew through the level. Like once you come into that level ready, you know, you're wow. you're you're an unstoppable force as long as you're not gonna just run into people.
2: And see I got I got to level four and uh I was Trudging my way through it because it, it is really just kind of everything. Uh, a lot of backtracking. Uh, we didn't mention it, uh, but you know, speaking of star tropics, there's hidden rooms that just you just oh. can't tell uh, unless you're looking. Um, there's sometimes where you can go around uh, around the map and you can see, oh, well, there's a way in that way, and then you go back where that room is and you can actually just kind of go through that wall, and then there's a room in there that uh, a way that you can go. But you got to be paying attention uh, to really get those and uh, a few times that got me and uh, finally I, I, I played I was playing the fourth level a few times and I got to flea market Metal Gear Rex and I <laughs> I, I beat him and I thought I've done it I've beat the game yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to play anymore mm-hmm. and then it kept going and I turned it off and I, <laughs> It's like that's fun. That's good. I don't I don't know what's after this. I, I got to yeah. the point where I feel like I have beat it. Uh, if I play it any more, then the game is going to beat me.
0: So so did you not go back and see what happens after that point?
2: No, I literally it kept going. And yeah, I was like, it, it does. So
0: good. the the fourth level has a what looks like the final boss. And not a very tough fight, but you get through it and it plays the music it plays at the end of any other level. Then all of a sudden you're oh. back at the room right before the boss, but the room to the boss is now locked, you can't go. I thought this was one of those deals where now I have to escape this level, or yes. before you run out of time, and normally I hate that, but there's no counter, and there were no more enemies, like the rooms I cleared out were still empty, so I I walked back, you know, the, trying to go back to the door, and I realized, wait a minute, this is, you know, there's a hole in the floor, and, and this is one of the things in the game uh, that I do and don't like, I like when there are, you know, if you're on the second floor and there's a hole, you jump into it, you end at level one, you don't take any damage, I thought that was kind of cool, so, in this case, I realized based on the map that I was you know the end of the game is almost the start of the level, so, I found a hole you could jump down three doors down, and I jumped into it, and then I went back to the very start of the level and and that didn't end it. Nothing happens there at all, and I realized there was one door you could not unlock that's like two do- two rooms or three rooms past where I jumped into that hole, so now I had to go through the entire level again and, and oh. you know go through all the sections, which again it's not it's not that long, but it's like if I would have yeah. just not jumped in that hole, I would have been two screens away from the, the real last boss of the game. Instead, now I've got to run through 15 minutes of a level hoping that I don't get hit again because I don't have any health blocks left because uh, it was the first time I would beaten that boss. I ended up dying, and then, and then I realized the next time when I got to him, yeah, you just walk back the main path you got to that, you know, that last fight, and there's a door you couldn't open before that now you can. And that's where the boss is. You beat that boss and it gives you the actual ending of the game, which is weirdly silent. Uh <laughs> the ending of this game is, yeah. <laughs> is a cinematic of like you and your partner escaping to no sound whatsoever. Not not just music while this thing happens, not not sound effects, just literally dead silence while you watch this. Yeah. Like it's not well, long, yeah, it's, it's thirty a, thirty seconds it, of, of silence and then you know, then you get music while the cast while the uh the credits scroll up. That's it.
1: Yeah. Uh, they give you 30 seconds to, to be left with your thoughts,
2: and you sure, do, you sure do have them when you finish this one. And see, I like I said, I was actually having fun for those first two levels, and, and even a little bit of the third one, but that was when things started really, I don't know, it was taxing me to a point where this is more effort than what I wanted to put into this. And mm-hmm. the whole time I was actually playing it, I was like, this would actually be a really good, like if it wasn't on the Game Boy like, if you could have put this on the NES and and just kind of drawn this out more in a way that it's not con- constrained on this Game Boy screen. Because a lot of my complaints, it seems like it comes from, like, it's just too cramped. Like, this whole game, like, it, it feels like just everything is surrounding you at all times, and there's really mm. no room to kind of break away from it. And, uh, yeah, that's it's just, it it got to me at some point.
0: Well, you'll be happy to know that this game has two sequels. Uh, so there's a Game Boy sequel that didn't come out in the U.S. That's uh, just the Japanese version of this game. Is what I'm sure I'm saying this wrong. Ikari no Yosh- Yosai uh, Part Two. Uh, it's very much like this. Didn't come out here, but then on the Super Nintendo, a game called Operation Logic Bomb, which did come out here. It is uh, different than this. I mean, it looks it looks very similar if you look at a screenshot, but it's not single screens. Uh, at a time, instead, it's a scrolling screen. It looks like enemies continuously kind of load, like a gauntlet or something. Uh, more of a Diablo-style game. Uh, it did seem to have the same sort of feel, but overcharged. like your guys, more of like it's more of a Contra-style speed than this was.
2: Oh shit! I just looked uh, yeah. that up, and I I totally almost <laughs> rented that like several times. Huh? Huh? Yeah, I remember seeing that at the video store a lot. I should have picked that up.
0: I think I'd like to check it out. I mean, the, the fact that it's a little bit faster than this and it, and it does look like it's got the, the level design of this, but again, it scrolls. So, but you still have to go get keys and find those traps. And it, I might like it. I don't know. I'm going to give it a shot. I actually, and I don't think you guys necessarily did, but I like this game. I, I mean, it's... It's short. Oh. It's the kind of game you can blow through in half an hour. I, I felt good knowing once I finished it one time, I was like, I bet I could do this again with no problems, and I did. I like the character switching as a concept. I know it's not perfect, but I I think it's a good start to what could be more interesting. I wish I could have tried this two player, but but I I mean I I like this. This is the kind of game I would have I would have had on Game Boy. Never heard of it, and I've been telling people today like you have to have tried this game. It's really cool because again I had. Th- Three Game Boy games for the longest time. I would have played this to the point where I knew it by the, like the back of my hand.
2: And and I agree. Like I, if I had played this as a kid, I would I would have probably played it a lot. Uh, but you know, just going at it now, it, it's kind of hard for me to really sit down and and put rose colored glasses on when when they don't exist. And uh, so it, there's just a lot of it that that really kind of got to me by the end. And, and like I said, I was just I beat that boss. I was like ah, I'm good. And that was that was my experience. I, I don't regret playing it. It is it is not anything that I absolutely cannot stand. Uh, but you know, I kind of want to play that uh, Operation Logic Bomb now.
1: Yeah, and, and I got to say that yeah, if, if uh, Logic Bomb sounds <laughs> a little bit better if it's been sped up because this game, I I, I can't say it's bad. I can't say I enjoyed it either. Uh, my main problem just comes down to it just that's. It's okay, but there's just, there's nothing special about it to me. It's, it's kind of a, I mean, it's, it's I found it just to run a little bit on the bland side. You know, it's like a fucking a nice glass of LaCroix. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's bland. I mean, it'll satisfy your thirst if, if you want to play a game, but you know, it's, it's nothing to write home about. Um, and it just, it was, it, to me, it was a little too reminiscent of, of Metal Gear um you know, that NES metal gear. And I don't know. I just uh shrink the characters down so four of them don't occupy the entire screen. Uh maybe make the the, the switching character thing a little more worthwhile and 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 maybe they'd maybe they'd be onto something then. I mean I could see this as the the jumping off point for something that gets improved upon later on. It sounds like it may have been, may have very well been. And I'm not put off enough that I am not interested in checking out this sequel to it. I will, I will most likely be doing so. Uh, as far as this one goes, I mean, maybe if I played it at the time I could see this being one, especially with a short play time, uh, like Jeremy P is saying, this would be one of those games you just kind of master. And when you want to play a game all the way through with, and, and, 30 minutes or less this is just something you pick up and play uh, but having never played this one and trying to play it now I can't, I can't get on board with it um, and, and I can't really recommend anybody to to have a go at it either for any particular reason unless you're just wanting to play through the Game Boy library uh, it, just, it, it, it does a lot of things decent but just doesn't do anything special enough to stand out to me I guess I should say in summary
2: and it was right there for being like it's just the switching back and forth between characters like that that, mm-hmm. that could have been really special uh but it's just it's they didn't do enough with it and like hell halfway through this podcast i totally forgot you could even switch characters because it was just that much <laughs> of an, it seemed that much of an afterthought in the game and that's just how much of an yeah. afterthought that i treated as well
0: So that's our look at Fortified Zone for the Game Boy. And welcome back Kyle Von Kubic. Uh who can now, you know, kind of discuss some of the same points we did uh maybe as as why he disagrees or maybe he agrees. Let's see. I have a feeling I know how the show went. <laughs> well, it's everybody liked it at first. The difficulty in the game is more that your character is so big and so slow that it's yeah. hard to avoid things.
3: And They're clunky sprites. They're nice sprites cuz they're nice and big, but the hit boxes on them, yes, were indeterminable at times you're like oh i didn't get stabbed you know and and, you know those guys with the pikes that come at you i'm thinking i'm gonna get hit and then they miss me and then i think i'm out of their range and then they hit me in the foot and i take damage or there was times where with certain boss battles like the dragon i thought i was well out of the way of the dragon when it would lunge towards me and then it would instantly kill me
0: yeah well because it does that thing where it sweeps its neck side to side and it goes almost all the way across the screen it felt like and and those boss levels specifically didn't really make you feel like you understood the boundaries of how far you could go. Like, the other rooms yes. are all single rooms, where the bosses, you can kind of move around them to some level, but in that case, that boss specifically, you'd hit a wall before you realized it, and you're like, oh shit, he's right above me. I'm gonna get hit, I'm not fast enough to move, and he does a lot of damage. But uh, he, he was maybe the hardest boss, and only for that piece. Like, once you realize that's what you could do, I had no problem, but... Right. Um, i definitely yeah, I, I'd, I'd forgotten
3: once. a lot of... You know, I remembered... Uh, very vividly the first two bosses and i think uh, as a kid the furthest i ever got was that dragon because that's when i started to hit a wall a little bit but then again i realized oh the pattern of this thing you know stop standing right in front of it shooting it in the face like move out of the way dude
0: well but but again your guys so the the fireballs it shoots are so big and your guy's so big it's like if you were close to him when he fired it you're gonna get hit and that also does a ton of damage did you ever get a chance to play this two player i didn't
3: I actually, I just, because I recommended this game, I just found out that it was a multiplayer game. I, I played this game for years as a kid, having no idea that, and I, I had no friends that had, like, a link cable with their Game Boys, and I don't even know if you needed two packs, you probably did, right? Yes, for the Game Boy, that no wasn't jam- smart enough
0: to to do what the 3DS does.
3: So there's no shot in hell I would have ever played this multiplayer back in the day. But I, have you? Have you? No.
0: And in fact, on the 3DS, they've disabled that ability. It <laughs> actually says you can't play two player.
3: Yeah. I don't know if this game was too ambitious or not ambitious enough. Like there's a lot of good ideas here looking back now that I've played through it again. Um, I think what hooked me into it when I played it when I was younger is it was like a portable Metal Gear.
0: Yes, it's, it's got a very big Metal Gear feel, especially when you go into those rooms where everyone respawns every time you go in. Uh, and the fact that it is, you know, you need keys to get through doors. It, it's a very simple Metal Gear. It doesn't have the problems that the NES Metal Gear has, uh, right. where you're not quite sure what to do. This is pretty straightforward and cut and dry. But, uh, but it did make me think of Metal Gear. It made me think of Legend of Zelda in the way that the, mm-hmm. the screens kind of attach, or even the Guardian Legend uh, in the portions where you weren't in the ship.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. And much in the way that I enjoyed Castlevania, the adventure very much on Game Boy, but it's not a good game. But in the, you know, when you're a child and you're playing it on your Game Boy, that is the most Castlevania you're going to get. On a portable device, you know what I'm saying? So that, that's pretty much why I had so much, uh, had so many fond memories of this game, and now going back, I'm like, at best, this game is
0: mediocre. It, it was kind of determined that this is a, a, as basic of a game as you can get with some neat ideas, but not enough of them, and even the little torques in the levels that kind of make the, break up the monotony of running in and shooting guys and getting out of the room, like the backwards rooms, where you have those backwards walking machines, or some of the traps... There's not enough of that to make it that interesting. So after you've done it one time, you're like, oh, okay, I got these figured out. Got it. Sure. Um, yeah. But but at the same time, you said you this is one of the four Game Boy games you had, and I 100% get that. Uh, yeah. I had you know everyone had Tetris, obviously, and I had mm-hmm. Super Mario Land, and then you know you mentioned Castlevania, I had that, and I played that game nonstop. But that's because sure. I had three games, so you're right. going to play all these. I never finished Castlevania: The Adventure until I got it on that collection, and that's because right. the third level is just obscenely hard. This doesn't have that problem. I mean, this game I didn't do any cheese other than uh, I, I did do a save state at the beginning of. The Fortified's at the last level just so I wouldn't have to play through the other three, but, Uh you know, I I don't count that too bad. It's not like I saved it every room or towards a boss. It was like, yeah, here's my save at the start of this, and I'm good. Save me the time for running through this again. I have three days to play this till we record, so I got to make sure I take advantage of that but no I, I would have played this, and I would have I a hundred percent guarantee if I had this when it was uh recent a uh, current game i would have this was one of those games I would have played a bunch and done the same thing you did and like I remember I really liked this game. It was really yeah. interesting. I played it a lot no one's ever heard of it. Here's a good option uh and as you've heard on other episodes, almost every game that has that as the mindset of one of us bringing it uh the other two of us hate it so <laughs>
3: I had a feeling uh, last night while I was playing through it, I-, I was thinking to myself, Billy is going to hate this fucking game. If he plays this game, he's going to hate this game. Um, I'm sorry if I, if I put you guys through something you didn't want to experience, but uh, I don't think it's a bad game. I've certainly played worse on the Game Boy. I was playing it uh, now, and I was like, I can't believe how plodding this game is. I don't remember it being this slow. I remember uh, Castlevania being very slow, but I agree. This game's even slower moving your sprite. Or, and I don't know if it's a limitation of the hardware because everything is so big. You're dealing with very big sprites. But uh, Metroid 2 had a very large sprite, and Samus didn't move that slow on the screen. So I don't know what was going on, but I couldn't believe how plodding the characters were moving. That would be one of the upsides of uh, using Mizuki. Is that she does move faster, so you can right. just mitigate the stages a little bit quicker than Macedo can. Especially if you're, you, you know, you died and you're going back through something you've already went through.
0: Well, the down, but the downside with her is you don't get to use any of those other weapons. Like the grenades no. are great uh, if you actually run to a mini boss or boss, uh, and only shooting two bullets at a time takes, takes a little while longer to kill a few things.
3: Yeah, f- full health Macedo with the flamethrower, it doesn't get any better than that in this game.
0: Were you aware there was a sequel that came out for the Super Nintendo for this game?
3: Yes, I was, but I've never played it.
0: Well, thank you for the recommendation, and again, thank you for your continuing to be a patron. Also, for everyone, uh, Kyle is the person who has supplied us with the art prints we've been giving out for the last two months of monthly drawings, uh, as his uh, his Instagram and Twitter is Obeycube. O-B-E-Y-K-U-B-E. I'm pretty sure I did that right. Uh, so that's, check, that's those, check those out. Those are really, really good, and he has a... Uh, he also has a patron uh, for the Hot Blooded Challenger Club, uh, which has a, a current podcast that, if you're on a, a if you're a member of his uh, of the patron, you get to listen to the episodes early, and you're playing through all the Mega Man games. That's right. I'm designing a
3: shirt for the year 2020. Uh, it's going to be inspired by Mega Man. So we're doing a game by game podcast. Me and my buddy Keith that uh, we're going to play Mega Man one through eleven, and and try not to hate Mega Man along the way. Well, so, yeah. I love those games
0: I mean I I can play them over and over again and having a chance to you know play through them with someone else and kind of go through it uh, game by game and cover them that's actually that's pretty cool so uh check that out again hot-blooded challenger club you can find that on patreon uh and yeah. part of that also gets you i think the the shirt when it's finished if you're at a certain tier i, I don't remember all the tiers but uh, yeah uh,
3: the simplest one is three dollars a month gets you the podcast and some other digital goodies as well as the t-shirt at the end of a year it's one rad com uh o-n-e-r-a-d-t-e-e.com
0: all right well Thank you, and check those out. That's again all those prints we've been giving out. Uh, that's that's two of the more recent ones, but there are other shirt designs that are similar, and they're all equally cool. As a reminder, if you'd like to pick a game we have to cover on the show, or if you're just interested in the bonus episodes we put out in between our regular episodes, please check out our Patreon. Uh, The link is in the notes for this episode, plus on all of our social media accounts. But also, I do believe we have some listener questions uh, from our amazing question form you can find at retromedia.net.
2: Jeremy, what mail do we have? Uh yeah, we actually do have a, have a little bit of mail this time. And uh we did we do occasionally get questions as to like is the contact form or con- yeah, contact form the only thing that you can actually use to contact us with. But yes, it is 2019, we do have uh social network accounts. Uh if you would like to message us on Facebook uh or Twitter or even Instagram, go for it. Uh reach out to us any way you can, uh send us some questions. Don't forget can-
1: about our don't forget about our tender
2: Oh yes, our our Tinder account is you, you know, you might have to actually wait a, a few days to actually to get a response or a few shows. That one is is kind of wild. Uh we can't really keep up with people on that one. Uh but anything else, uh generally gonna get to us immediately. And uh first up is uh question of the week. And it comes from Yuren and he says, Do you like pee? So Billy, wow. do you like <laughs> pee? That that may be
0: the
1: question of the year. Uh, and what I mean ah uh... Like the little green round food, or what are we talking?
2: Well, his name is Urine, and he has asked, he spelled it P E E. Uh, so I think that's actually oh, what he's talking about.
1: The act of doing so can, I don't know if I like it, it's usually an inconvenience, uh, but uh, you can't deny the relief that comes with it sometimes. Um, I don't have much experience with it in any other form other than than evacuating it. And that's and I don't like it. I'm mean, gonna I do it cuz I got to. Cuz I'm human.
0: Gonna be honest, huge fan of pee. No more comment on that.
2: Just a huge fan of pee. Yeah, I I mean for me it's just uh it's you got to do it. You know, it's not like I'm sitting in my car just, you know, pissing all over it every day and making YouTube videos of it. Like that did you guys ever see that guy on <laughs> On YouTube? I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: pissing in this F-150. I, I, just, and I'm ba- <laughs> I can't recommend you go seek it out. Um, th- don't let the laughter fool you. It's, it's no laughing matter. Uh, it's a bad point, to say the least. And, and I'm sure the person that sent this question in has probably seen them before anyway. So that's all
2: right. That guy really likes P. He is he is committed uh, to P. and I can't even imagine what that F one hundred and fifty smells like. Probably uh, but anyway, we will not spend any more time on pee. <laughs> uh, this actually, our next question comes in from Kevin, and he actually wrote a, a quite quite a long letter. Uh, we we did read it here, all of us. Uh, very uh, very nice letter. Uh, just kind of getting into how how he played video games growing up and things like that. I did have to cut it down just a little bit, uh, but just know we did all read it and and thought it was pretty awesome. Uh, But anyway, uh, he's writing in to say, modern gaming is ruining future retro gaming. I've really enjoyed listening to your podcast, though. Now my days at work will go a bit slower since I've caught up. I feel really lucky to have enjoyed playing video games for pretty much all of my life. When I was really young, my parents had a Telstar and a Magnavox Odyssey 2. I actually just recently dug out the Odyssey 2 out of the basement and brought it home. My mom was taking a course in programming then, so they bought a Commodore VIC-20 and later a ColecoVision Atom. Over the years, I've had several more systems, including a Master System, a TurboGrafx-16, and of course, the Super NES. And I'm also fortunate enough to have a wife that loves to play games with me, so I'm still playing games as much as I can these days. Having all those systems growing up got me thinking about the current state of modern gaming, though, and it's brought me to an unfortunate realization. I truly feel sorry for the kids that are growing up right now. It's rather simple for me to track down a copy of an old game that I used to play, but consider the current state of game but consider the current state of the video game industry. Since the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, the game you have on your disc may not be the game that you actually play. This has gotten even worse with the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, with most games needing a massive day one patch to fix the incomplete game that's in the box. For the kids that are growing up playing these games right now though, how are they gonna be able to go back even 10 years from now to play these games? If the games were bought digitally and their system was sold, can they still log in and re-download them on another console they buy? Probably not. There's no money in it for makers to keep such a service running much past the console's life cycle. If the games were purchased on disk, unless they're using the same system they had as a kid and the hard drive's still working, will they even be able to play the same game they remember or just the broken version that was on the disk so you had something in your hands when you bought it at the GameStop? Thanks for making the podcast for us all. And P.S. the contact form is functional, but I've seen better. Uh, he also mm. he that's also ridiculous. recommends Crater Maze uh, on the Turbo Graphics sixteen.
0: So I do I get your I get oh. his point completely on the the state of current gaming where you know you do have to constantly patch games and a lot of the stuff you digitally buy. I mean that's happened this week. In fact, um, the Ducktales game that was out for the Wii U and PS3 and, and all these other systems is getting delisted because they no longer have the license for it. So the Way Forward remake of DuckTales is, is no longer going to be purchasable at all as of the, the time you hear this mm-hmm. podcast. And that's the kind of thing, again, yes, that seems in some ways like, yeah, who cares? It's one game. But, you know, the, the whole Wii Shop channel, for example, went down a while, you know, is, is gone now. So if you had bought a bunch of classic Wii games or, or even uh, retro games through the Wii, we channel and your we die you want to go back and redownload them you can't those things are gone so i do get his point completely i don't think it's going to necessarily be a hundred percent i think there will be some things that work regardless if you have the original system and you have you have the, the physical disc but yeah i think that that's going to be a problem um i will say that i don't think it's necessarily ruined retro gaming because i have two small children and they have tried most of the games we cover on this podcast some of them they really like uh they've they played bonk's adventure they like that game they Unfortunately, they like Bubsy, they like the Sonic games, the classic Sonic games. So they'll still be retro gaming. It just may be games they don't remember as when they were kids because they they weren't even born yet when these games were new. But yeah, I think it it's going to be interesting to see even twenty years from now. You know what is lost from this current you know from the PS3 era and the Xbox 360. What what things are gone forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think, you know, the, of course
1: the big AAA titles are, are probably in the clear. I think the ones that will suffer are probably the, the smaller, you know, the, the indie releases, which, which is a shame because, uh, you know, around the time of the 360 and PS3 is where they really started to embrace those and, and bring them online to be purchased. And I, I guess we'll just have to wait. And but yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, is a thing now. I mean, there's a precedent for if there's a, a copyright issue or if someone has lost the rights to something, or if a a company just gets fucking wild, a a game can be pulled off. And it's hard to wrap your head around the fact that this game that was here to be purchased. And, you know, all these people enjoy all of a sudden you cannot play this game. Uh, you know, unless you have it downloaded on your system, uh, you can't play it. It's 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 odd. It's it's great. and yeah, the Wii U Shop Channel being the uh, one of the big instances where you could have spent however much money you wanted on something, and it could be rendered inaccessible to you, and that's a, a hard one to wrap your head around. Uh, and it's 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 it's, it's kind of scary, but at the same time, I I'm very hopeful that with the the big push you know and, and digital gaming being you know more and more the thing nowadays that they will, will figure something out you know to to kind of prevent that from happening as much as possible or at the, at the very least ensuring you that you know your purchases will be available for years and years to come if if, if you want but uh on the other hand i i don't i i think he I, I don't know if the question is kind of leaning towards you know what do you do as far as digital games and i was also looking at it from kind of the the, the quality of games I, I don't know what the younger generations think about the games like uh, when i think back to my son uh I mean, he spent a fuck ton of time just playing, you know, whatever Call of Duty came out every year and whatnot. And, I mean, that's not really something you're going to, I mean, it's not going to be, he's not going to be sitting there in his late 30s having a hankering to play some Modern Warfare 2. I mean, I, I, maybe it's just me, and it's quite possible that I just, I don't appreciate uh, modern games as much. I mean, I play them all the fucking time. Um, I'm not one of those people that just plays retro games and spits on anything modern day, but I can say that with very few exceptions, there is I don't have a lot of memorable experiences playing through, you know, games kind of from the 360 on. Um, on the other hand, I've, I'm i playing Bioshock again off and on. Uh, that's just one of those games that has stuck with me, but there aren't many. When I think think about it, and I think, you know, what from the you know, let's say 360 PS3 era to right now. What, like 20 years from now, what games are, you know, the, the kids playing them now going to really have heavy nostalgia for? Um, and, and I don't know. I, I just don't think uh, games are like uh, the one we reviewed today are, are kind of just lacking in in personality, except for just, just rare games. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't think it's all... Doom and gloom. I'd like to think there'll be some kind of solutions for uh, kind of backing up your your digital purchases. And yeah, there's some games that disc on day one before a patch uh, is pretty fucking dismal. Um, and I don't know what they do for that. Uh, I, you might be shit ass out on that one. Um, but it, it's it's something interesting to think about. And uh, all we can really do is speculate on that.
2: I feel dumb for asking you this, but is the Virtual Console on the Wii is dead, right? The Wii's Virtual Console, not the Wii U. Okay, yeah, I'm oh, sorry, I misspoke. Yes, the Wii. One. Uh, that, I was just wondering because
1: you know that's that means, God damn it, I could never
2: play that fucking competitive eating game they put out on there again. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I spent a lot of money. I probably spent over a hundred bucks on uh, Virtual Console games on the Wii. Yeah, because and... they had they had uh, the
1: best Virtual Console yet. They they released a lot of good shit on there.
2: So that's just gone. Like, that's like I didn't even own them. Yeah, yeah. If you don't have them, still, they're gone forever. Like, anymore now, like, when games come out, it's not about ownership. It's about a license to play them.
1: Mm, Uh, You mm. know,
2: whenever you download a game, it's not saying you own it. It's just saying that we're giving you the license to play it while it exists. It's So, basically, anything that, that you buy that isn't a physical disc... Uh, and sometimes even a physical disc isn't something that you own. It's, it's, yeah. they're just giving you permission to play it until it... I mean, and, and yeah, that's another thing. The physical disc itself is not, uh, if there's
1: an online portion to it, uh, I'll take, take Mag, for instance. Oh, God. On Mag. the PS3. <laughs> I mean, that, <laughs> Jeremy and I enjoyed countless hours on there. And uh, yeah, if you put it on there now, you get the title screen and. That is it. Yeah, it just um, doesn't exist. Yeah, because the servers shut down, uh, games that are online only, or just the the main component is online, they're done. Uh, on PC, I mean, some games are still, you know, kind of thriving with dedicated servers or whatnot. But from a console standpoint, I don't.
2: I, you're done on there. So you, you talk about your son not wanting to play Modern Warfare Two. I still get teary-eyed knowing that I can't play Mag, and and sit there and and play at that those stupid guys and whenever you get a kill it comes up with that terrible rock (laughs) riff the guitar, guitar, yes oh god, that was just, it was the most fun terrible game that I've played in so long but yeah, it's just gone and I can't actually play that anymore, I would love to kind of go back and and just fuck around with it, but yeah, it's just gone and Mm. it sucks for kids nowadays that just don't have, you know for us, yes, we're old and we don't care about anything anymore, but kids now, you know, for the games They, they want to play, you know, they they attach them. They're not going to instantly go for a Nintendo game. They're going to play what's on their phone or PS4, Xbox One or whatever. And uh, that stuff just may not be there. And it probably won't be when they, you know, reach a certain when it's just pulled in a few years because it's not making money anymore. Uh, so, yeah, I, I can totally see what he's saying. Uh, it, it's just one of those things that that's how things are now. And it's getting even worse with stuff like uh, Google Stadia where you can totally buy a game and it just does. It doesn't even exist uh, for you at all. Mm -hmm. Like you just have to trust that Google will never shut down that service, even though that's all Google does is shut down services over and over. Um, You got to put your trust out there and and hope for the best that your game's going to last. And for these kids probably won't be there. So that sucks. Uh, But anyway, thank you, Kevin, for writing in. Uh, That is something that I've kind of wondered about myself. Uh, Anyway, our last question comes in from Saul Prime, and um, I I can't remember if this question has been answered before, uh, but this is, uh, he's writing in to ask, hey folks, I love the show and just wanted to throw out the idea of doing an episode on a selection of old movies based off of video games. Nothing needs to be said for the train wreck that is the Mario Brothers movie, but who could forget a Bobo's Oscar-worthy performance in the Double Dragon movie?
1: Just an idea. Oh, shit. I... I just watched that movie again. It's on Amazon prime right now. If you're listening to this around the actual release date, it's there for you. If you hadn't seen it, um, I have often thought about a retro go to the movies here and there. Um, I don't know. That's, that's a hard one to wrangle people in. I almost hate to pull people into some of these shit films. Uh, especially, uh, there's so damn many. There's the Tekken film. There's Need for Speed. There are countless ones out there. And yeah, I, I think Mario Brothers has been done to death. And besides, I would not have any shit to talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie at all. That it's 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 earned a good spot
2: with me. That's it's gold with <laughs> as me. Mario Brothers, but uh, turned into a quality movie uh, now in 2019. It's... <laughs> hey, it always was to me. Oh man. I,
1: I mean it's it. I mean it's it's not fine cinema. It's uh, I, I'll go down with that ship any day. That it 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 was a solid film in its own way. Um, but yeah, I mean I would be up for it. Uh, there's certainly. Like I said, no shortage of just shit films. When you really get down and look look at it, there are a lot more uh, video game films than you think. Just because the sheer number of them go straight to, you know, straight to video or straight to digital nowadays.
0: I mean, we have this the the bonus shows. We have uh, the ability to put shows up on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's the kind of thing I would I would consider doing that. I mean, not a lot. Maybe every couple months, do one if we have time. Uh, and that's the perfect place for him. So that that's something we could definitely think about. I would be I would be up for it. And hey, who doesn't want to watch the House of the Dead movie
2: again? Mm-hmm. My I, I favorite part in that movie is with that that one zombie just farts. It's such like a bad it, <laughs> it's it's you just it, it's not supposed to be like a part of, but there's totally a sound effect of just a zombie farting at, at one point. And it was, I, I rewind that thing like a dozen times every time I watch it just just to hear that that fucking so zombie that fart.
1: You would. You would make an excellent film reviewer with that attention to detail you got there.
2: I, it was one of those things. Like, I remember watching it for the first time ever uh, with my friend Ronnie way back in the day. And we were just sitting there watching. And he was like, did that fucking zombie just fart? And I was like, I don't think so. And he just kept going back. And sure enough, if you turn up the volume enough at a certain <laughs> point, if we review this, I, we'll have to go through this at exactly the, the time stamp that it happens. You can totally hear the, the, just a fart noise. I don't know if it's actually connected to anything, but zombies are shambling, and there is a very light fart noise, and it's just—it's the best thing did, about that movie. <laughs> did you turn the cap, Did you turn the captions on? To see it's not there. It it's not there. But uh, you know, hmm. never, uh, never discount the genius of Uwe Boll, uh, of putting, mm-hmm. <laughs> putting in some subtlety in his movies. Just put a fart mm-hmm. noise in there. It's fine.
0: So yeah, if you have a question for us, you can always send it to us via our question request form on retrovanity.net or, again, any of our social media. Uh, we pretty much answer any questions from there uh, as well. But the easiest way and the way to guarantee you have all the fields completed is to use that form, and we will answer them in a future episode, much like we did this episode. Uh, our next episode will be our 100th episode spectacular, which I believe is going to be on Tiger handhelds. I'm not quite sure how we're going to do this, but I'm very excited to finally – get a chance to try this MC Hammer game Billy's been talking about it now for 100 episodes
1: a few years now I've been talking about this one uh, this is uh, this is monumental I, I think this is the uh, I, I started something that was very obviously a joke and it has taken a life of its own and now it's happened episode 100 the fucking tiger retrospective I don't know how we're going to quite do it either but we are and it is going to be outstanding and i I urge anyone out there uh with any any tiger lcd memories or any favorite tiger games if you want to hit us up on that contact form or or any other method of communication and, and let us know what tiger games to maybe maybe uh turn our eye towards it would be greatly appreciated
0: And uh, so, yeah, find us on all the uh, the places we are on social media at RetroVania.net, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and, of course, on RetroVania.net itself, where all those question forms are located. And we will see you in two weeks with Tiger Handhelds.